Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1982. Today it's a Mandalorian briefing. We're looking at chapter 5 from season 1. It's called The Gunslinger and... If you had a Star Wars bingo card, man oh man, you would have filled up every single space on it from this episode. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian, The Gunslinger. This is a full spoiler podcast, so if you have not seen Chapter 5 yet and don't want it spoiled for you, then save this episode of the show for a later date. But if you are okay with me diving into the details, then let's do it. Now, when we join the episode, the Mandalorian is being chased in space. So we have our first space battle officially, and these are scenes that we've seen in the trailers. So now we have that particular bit resolved. It's another bounty hunter who is trying to track the Mandalorian and the child down. And unfortunately for that bounty hunter, meets an inglorious end. So yes, we know that there are still people tracking the Mandalorian and the child, trying to bring them in dead or alive. And we don't know whether the Mandalorian was heading for the planet that he's heading for or that he goes to in this episode, or whether he was too damaged in the firefight and had to head to this particular planet for repairs, which, if that's the case, then that's another ding on the Star Wars bingo card, because the planet he goes to is Tatooine, for pity's sake. So, five out of the first six Star Wars movies, and now the first live-action series, The Mandalorian, show up on Tatooine. But not just anywhere on Tatooine. He actually goes to Moss Eisley Spaceport, alright? So there you go, not just Tatooine, but Moss Eisley. And the radio operator, the person who's bringing him into the control tower, the voice of that character, that's Steve Blum, who is the voice of Zeb Aurelios in Star Wars Rebels, and who will soon be voicing a character on Star Wars Resistance as well. So the Mandalorian makes it to a landing bay, and that landing bay is being overseen by the comedian Amy Sedaris. And first of all, what a quirky character she plays. Very funny, very amusing and engaging. And this is now at least the fourth instance of a comedian appearing in The Mandalorian. We had Horatio Sands and Brian Posehn in the pilot episode, the very first episode of The Mandalorian. We know from trailers and previews that Bill Burr is going to appear at some point in this season. Now we have Amy Sedaris, our fourth comedian, so what a fascinating series of casting choices they're making for this whole first season. And there are pit droids working in that landing bay as well, which is a tip of the hat to the Phantom Menace. He leaves Baby Yoda behind again. Yeah, one of these days he's gonna get that straight. But as he goes wandering through the streets of Maz Eisley, he is looking for work because he doesn't have enough credits to pay Amy Sedaris for the repair work to his ship, let alone the landing bay fee, right? And so he enters a cantina looking for work, Oh my goodness, it's Wurr's Cantina. It is the cantina from A New Hope. And instead of it being a 
cantina where droids are not welcome. There's a droid behind the bar and it's an EV-99 droid. It's the droid like the one that was running Jabba's droid operation in Return of the Jedi and that was torturing that gonk droid, flipping it over and whatnot. Yeah, so there's yet another nod for you. And then I have to say the casting choice of this new bounty hunter or, you know, new to the business bounty hunter, Jake uh, Canal, uh, Canavale, Canavale? I swear, spitting image of Hayden Christensen in a, you know, tight black curly-haired wig. I mean, they could have been separated at birth. It was just almost distracting how much I was like, is that Hayden Christensen? Is that really Hayden Christensen? No, it isn't Hayden Christensen, but my gosh, it could have been Hayden Christensen. And from his interaction with the Mandalorian, we get a little bit of information about the broader galactic picture because Fennec Shan, who is the assassin played by Ming-Na Wen, previously from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series, or, you know, from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series, we find out that the New Republic has shut down all of her employers. So the New Republic is actually actively shutting down criminal syndicates, or at least, you know, the biggest criminal operators they are able to, and doing... A successful job of it, it seems, if Fennec is now on the run and has a bounty on her head. So they take off to go do it. We have speeder bikes flying across the dunes of Tatooine, which is exciting. Speeder bikes, of course, from the Return of the Jedi speeder bike scene chase through the forests of Endor. We also get a neat twist on the binocular situation, the you know, classic of seeing through the binoculars and then, oh my gosh, they're right there, right close to you, right? With Tusken Raiders, and it just happens the camera whips around and, nope, oh, no, they're standing off to the side. Also, I did enjoy the sign language conversation that the Mandalorian has with the Tusken Raiders. That was rather interesting and amusing. And when they finally find Fennec, they have to wait to attack her until nightfall because, as the Mandalorian notes, she has the high ground. <laughs> Ha <laughs> there's another one. And also, he says that she's no good to them dead, which is a very Boba Fett thing to say. And when they ultimately capture Fennec, she gives us a bit of information that we as viewers didn't have before, and that is the name of the planet where the Bounty Hunter Guild is located, the name of the planet where Werner Herzog's client is located. It's Navarro, N-E-V-A-R-R-O. So now we have that, and that is a brand new planet that has not been mentioned, created, anywhere, either in the new canon or even in the old expanded universe, now Legends. And speaking of Legends, that line that Fennec delivers about your name will become Legend, well, as soon as that line had appeared in previews, trailers, and whatnot, everybody thought that that was referring to the Mandalorian, and well, shucks, it doesn't after all. <laughs> She's actually trying to con our new green bounty hunter, Toro Calican, into letting her go because there's not only a much higher bounty on the Mandalorian and the child, but also the value of his Beskar armor is worth more than the bounty on Fennec. So... Yeah, it's it's an interesting con that she's trying to run. And I would say that the first moment of a shocking decision, for me at least, like a plot twist kind of situation, happens in this episode. I did not expect Toro to shoot Fennec and kill her dead right there. Like, I didn't see it coming, quite honestly. So that was a bit of a surprise, although I guess there are, you know, some circles and theories suggesting that maybe she isn't dead, but uh, I don't know. It 
feels like you know she kind of is but then again a lot was made of her appearing in the show so on the one hand maybe they're gonna have her be alive and come back around or maybe it's just one of those like celebrity guest star of the week TV appearance kind of things right because this is a TV show and things are working a little bit differently compared to you know how it would be in the movies say for example and speaking of the whole dead or alive business well what about those mysterious boots made for walking that show up at the end of the episode? There are a couple of theories running around about it, and I want to throw one at you that hasn't been put out there, at least as far as I've seen so far. And so we'll talk about that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. Welcome back. So the prevailing theory right now is that those boots belong to Boba Fett. And the reason why has to do with the audio cue of the spurs that jangle, jingle, jangle, right? <laughs> that little noise, which is the same noise that we heard in The Empire Strikes Back, that horrible scene when the dining hall door opens and Vader is there, and then Boba Fett comes around the corner and you hear jangle, jingle, jangle. And so, yeah, that's the reason why... The prevailing theory right now is that it's Boba Fett, but I will say the cape seems a bit long for what we know of Boba Fett's costuming. That doesn't mean that he couldn't get a different cape, but if it is Boba Fett, then that's a new cape because it's definitely way longer than the one that he had in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And what I noticed about this episode is that the whole cape business, it's really fascinating. Your brain doesn't track capes. It's just like the first Incredibles. <laughs> no capes, right? But there are capes in Star Wars, and Moff Gideon is wearing one. We don't necessarily know how long the cape is because we haven't seen a full-length shot of him as far as I know, but it looks like it goes down pretty far. But it seems unusual to me that this could be Moff Gideon. This is another theory that's kicking around out there. Because of another audio cue, a tracking fob noise. He does not seem like the kind of person who would be walking around with a tracking fob. That seems like a bounty hunter thing to do, not a regional warlord thing to do. So here is my third option for you, and that is Grief Karga, the head of the Bounty Hunters Guild, okay? So he would have reason to have a tracking fob. And if you cast your mind back to Chapter 3 of The Mandalorian, near the end, where they face off against each other at opposite ends of the street, you will see that Grief Karga is wearing rather a long cape. I'm not sure if it is as long as the one that we see at the end of Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian, but it is pretty darn long, so... I think that is certainly a possibility as well. And heck, why wouldn't he be trying to track the Mandalorian himself? After all, the Mandalorian is the guy who has messed up his whole guild by going against the code and taking one of the most high-value targets that may have ever been taken away and you know not fulfilled the way it should have been. So yeah, I can imagine there's every reason for Grief Karga to be working on this himself. 
And hopefully we won't have to wait too long to find out who it is. Chapter 6 drops next Friday, and so next Saturday we will have another Mandalorian briefing. But for now, that is going to do it for this one, and thus for today's show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the Parsec you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.